Welcome to Business Matters with host Rob Capello, a podcast where we open the conversation on what matters for business. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First Credit Union, a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Welcome to Business Matters, presented by Valley First, the division of First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capello. I'm the VP Business Development in Mel Media Group. Uh, today, we welcome Bill Cook to Business Matters. Bill, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Rob. Bill is a senior wealth advisor at Valley First, and today we're, we're going to try to make sense of the investment market. I know it's no small task, but we're going to try to have a discussion around what's going on in the markets. Um, I'm sure there are years that some investors probably just want to forget about or probably will forget about, but 2020 is probably not one of them. Um, obviously, we saw global pandemic, lockdowns, unemployment spikes, business failures. At the same time, I read that we were bookend by two bull markets with a short-lived bear market in the middle. So a real interesting time in 2020. So I think that that what it shows is that um, you know, working with an investment advisor is, is more important than ever. And it's, you know, with all the noise and uncertainty out there is working with a team like yourself or yourself and your team makes sense. So, so let's, there's a lot we want to cover. So let's get started and, and uh, see what we can get through today. So um, before we kind of jump into some questions, I'm curious, like, how are things going on in your guys's world? You know, what are you hearing and seeing from sort of the, your, your members, investors that you're, you're working with? Yeah, you know, I think personally, I'm busy as ever. Um, you know, you mentioned about last year with back-to-back market activity. Last year was probably the busiest year of my entire 14-year career in, in investment yeah. banking. <laughs> so I think the need for advice is greater than ever, Rob. And, you know, people are definitely reaching out and, you know, we're being proactive as well. But it's great to see, you know, a lot of folks and a lot of our members looking for the advice. Yeah. So what does, uh, I saw that, you know, investment advisor or senior wealth advisor, what does that role mean? Like, what do you do on a day-to-day basis? How do you work with your clients? Yeah. So my role, so I'm part of a more integrate team on the um, wealth side of Valley First. So like a lot of credit unions, uh, they don't have their own built-in investment firm, you know, such as uh, some of the big banks. So we partner with another outfit called Credential QTrade, and they have a few different licensing license uh, in their divisions there, some for the mutual fund reps, some for us investment advisors. So in the day in the life of myself, you know, really would look at meeting with some existing members, meeting with potential new members that need financial plans put in place. You know, perhaps they have an inheritance, perhaps they have a windfall, you know, maybe they just sold a property. I mean, there's all kinds of different life events, but, you know, so depending on the need, part of our wealth team, we have a, a, a quarterback called the wealth planning specialist that works with our branch advisors to kind of help navigate that conversation and, and using the financial plan is more of a compass. And I'm, I'm one of the, the tools in our toolbox. It's an analogy I like to use quite often. <laughs> but myself, I'll come in and help people with a little bit more of the uh, more intricate investment needs. Interesting. So right now, we're, we're 
uh, you know, I think it's definitely my lifetime, you know, real, the lowest we've seen interest rates. I joke around saying money's almost free. Um, so what are you finding? What are your, what are the members and your clients? What are they most worried about right now with, you know, given that it's such a low uh, interest rate environment that we're in? Hands down, you know, the question I get most often when we're going through a financial plan together or before we even get to that, you know, and part of the discovery is what, what kind of goals do they have? What kind of concerns do they have? Probably the number one concern is, you know, am I going to make it? Mm-hmm. You know, will I outlive my money, essentially? Mm-hmm. So a lot of folks are looking for that peace of mind, knowing that interest rates are now historically low. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so what sort of advice are you giving people then that say that? Like, because I could see that. I mean, depending on... The age group you know with the, your members now they're having that concern what sort of advice are you giving them yeah so the advice really uh, comes back around to, to their personalized financial plan and i really lean on that to kind of you know find the right solution or solutions you know for the person for the family um looking at you know, what your needs for example rob could be a lot different than my needs in the future right. Although, you know, we probably both dream of laying on the beach in Cancun someday. (laughs) But, uh, you know, like having said that, um, everybody has similar yet different goals. So their plan should really be tailored to that, you know, when we're looking at providing that kind of advice. So, you know, coupling that in with low interest rates, you know, it's definitely an educational process going through and saying, hey, you know what, term deposits, obviously the rates are low. This is why mortgage rates are, are quite low, right? So a lot of people look at that going, hmm, you know, maybe I, maybe, you know, my plan says I need to earn more than, you know, negative percent after inflation. Yeah, for sure. so it's, it's definitely an educational process. And again, tying back to the financial plan and, you know, making sense of what their short-term and long-term goals look like. So, and this is maybe too broad of a question, but just more around your theory on, because I agree, like everyone's different depending on their age group too. Someone that's starting out, someone that's close to retirement, whatever it may be. So how does your, like, how does your advice different from all these different age groups? Yeah, again, it's just personalized to the age group. Um, you know, I'll share the majority of the members that uh, I, I look after myself right. are, you know, mostly already retired <laughs> okay. and their, their needs obviously are a lot different than somebody who's just starting off. Right. So, you know, when you look at that and you break it down and say, all right, you know, how long does this, we have a longevity conversation as a part of the financial plan. You know, how long are they going to require this, this these, you know, hard earned savings to last them? Yeah. You know, cause if you're, say you're just in that, that, retirement zone of, you know, anywhere from 60 to maybe 65, just for example, you know, you may be looking at another 20, 30 years. I mean, there's more and more advances in healthcare. People are living longer. So again, it's just kind of comes back to that educational part. You know, investing doesn't have to stop when you retire. You actually need that to continue to make, hopefully earn you more return to carry you through life. Right. Especially if you're not actively contributing to it as well. So there's a few different risk factors that come into play when we're talking about the financial plan. So what about if we go to the other, the other end, the other, you know, someone that's younger, just starting investing, um, there's maybe a temptation to uh, get into some trends or something. And we all saw what happened with GameStop, right? I'm sure that every, everyone that's, I would assume that was a talk of the office for you guys. So. It, what what sort of investment advice do you give sort of like the younger someone that's just starting 
to kind of avoid these sort of trends that you see sort of coming going? Yeah, number one, hands down, I mean, obviously we have that conversation quite a bit, you know, um, about so whatever's you know, the most recent interesting thing in the news to buy. Right. So, yeah, looking at that advice for a younger uh, member is again, not focusing so much on the product, right? I really emphasize just getting that, you know, uh, pattern in place of pay yourself first kind of concept. A lot of people can relate with that. Yeah. You know, I'm breaking down the fundamentals so it's easy to understand. We'll roll out part of our financial plan, you know, look at even just a basic um, you know, calculator. Right. And you can really see the, the, the light turn on, if you will, especially when I use, you know, my own age, middle-aged, and I'll say to, you know, to younger member, I'll say, hey, you know, if you've got, you know, 50 years to save or you know let's even break it down because that's that's hard for you know like i wasn't thinking 50 years when i was 20 years old i thought oh man that's crazy yeah. you know if i could meet future self now i'm probably <laughs> but you know just really enforcing that power of saving and then you know challenging yourself you know let's see if you can increase your savings rate you know after six months or after a year you know it's, sometimes it's easy to say there's a lot of conflicting goals obviously when you're just starting off you know, you may be going to school, you may be paying down some debt or student debt, or maybe you know, a new car that you wanted to buy. <laughs> and, uh, or even, you know, raising young family. So there's a lot of conflicting goals, but you know, if carefully roadmapped, AKA financial plan, we can still you know, put that, uh, that savings habit in place. And that's the number one, that's definitely the number one takeaway. So with it, what, what just happened like through Reddit and, and and some people have you know, read about it. And then last year being uh, a lot of fluctuations in the market potentially is like, how, like how, do, how do people, how do members start feeling? And then what sort of advice do you give people like that? There's maybe some uncertainty. There's, you know, how does it play with people's mental state when it comes to like, I don't know what I should be doing. Like what is, is it all about staying the course or, or what, what sort of advice do you, work, do you give people or your members with, around that sort of stuff that's happening? Absolutely, Rob, you know, and I've had that conversation many times over and I'm sure I'll continue to have that conversation. We're just human beings. We are emotional. Uh, a lot of people sometimes, uh, you know, will look at some, um, you know, for example, you know, online media yeah. or business news online or hear from a friend or, you know, their neighbor, Frank, over the, over the fence, like you have to buy GameStop. <laughs> but, you know, we're all influenced by this. And nowadays, you know, of course, with social media, you know, we see it more and more, right? So this, this quick access to information is definitely a coaching. So there's a behavioral coaching side to the, to the role that, uh, you know, is definitely number one. So, you know, for example, you know, last year, there was a lot of calls that were fielded you know, aside from myself making proactive touch points, of course, people are reactive. So they'll reach out and they'll say, hey, what's, what's going on? Or, you know, obviously a very big concern with the market, you know, repricing in future expected earnings from last year, March, which is why it dropped so bad. So when you look at this uh, into their financial plan and you say, well, you know, what has changed? What tell me about your goals you know have the goals changed at all in the short term right so it's a little bit of an emotional check but then attaching it to the math and saying all right you know do we still need this to last you 20 30 years right or you know has there been a life-changing event has there been a material change then maybe we should go back and look at the plan and you know go through the questionnaire again is there anything that happened 
last year that and that I don't know that might guide what to do in 2021 is there anything sort of is there anything that happened last year that changes your philosophy on sort of in how you work with members or is it you know you, you stick with your plan and and, and not let because I mean you know you've seen lots of market correction good bad right I mean that, that happens all the time it's not the first time it's happened but but is there anything that sort of you can pull out of 2020 that says, wow, okay, that, that was different that maybe we should consider in 2021. Oh, we're going to need more than half an hour to answer that <laughs> question. <laughs> um, no, really, I think the, the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway from last year is just uh, enforcing and emphasizing the, again, the plan to sound like a broken record, but, you know, keeping people on track. Quite often what I see, you know, if I'm reviewing investment statements for a potential member that we're looking to assist or help out, right. they have investments from somewhere else, maybe they've gone through a few different advisors, perhaps they moved in from a different province. I mean, right. everybody wants to live here. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, quite often we look and we'll say, oh, you know, this portfolio maybe has been, uh, maybe not neglected, but it hasn't been updated in a while. Or perhaps, you know, their advisor or firm that they're working with is doing a great job. But that's part of that discovery process. And you're looking at that, that rebalancing part of it and, and attaching it to the plan and attaching it to the goals. That's definitely a, an integral part of that, that whole process, that discovery process, and then continuing to work with that member going forward. So in a roundabout way to answer your question, you know, bringing it back to the plan, definitely number one. Um, quite often, again, we're just, we're human beings, we're creatures of habit sometimes, we're very emotional. It's easy for me to say, you know, you really need to detach emotion when you're talking about investments. But, uh, you know, we're not all Vulcans. We can't do that. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, it's an educational process. So really staying disciplined to the plan is the key takeaway. You know, um, I would say, for example, you know, try to um, prevent yourself or minimize the amount of portfolio drift or... Look, if you just can't quite help yourself, you know, and, and you really want to invest in one particular area, okay, well, let's write this into the plan. And, and just for example, you know, yeah. let's, let's say, okay, well, let's, let's choose something reasonable. So it's not going to impact your goals, you know, five or 10% exposure. Just, right. yeah, just, just pulling numbers out of the air here, for example, but, you know, talking about it together and then not realizing after the fact that, oh, what did, what did you do? <laughs> and have it blow up in the plan if, like, like you mentioned, if there's another correction. So is it, do you find that, I suspect most people don't, when they come see you, they don't have a plan. Do they even have goals? Like do a lot of people even know where, where they wanna be? Is that is that a part of the process where you on board to walk through and help them establish the goals that they might not know, right? That they, what, what they wanna be? Cause especially someone that's, you know, you thinking you have two young kids or whatever, and you're like, I don't know, like, I don't know what's going to look like in 20 years from now, but you kind of help them through that process. Yeah. And it's definitely talking about not only the individual, but the couple, the family. So right. that, that really, that, that discovery process is ongoing. And, you know, I extend that invitation to the rest of the family as well. You know, people are looking to have financial advice for their kids or even their grandkids, right? Mm -hmm. Just looking at um, making sure that everybody has peace of mind. Right. And how often do you, do you meet with or do you communicate with members? Like how often are you talking to your clients? Yeah, you know, for myself. So for the majority of folks I offer, I say, yeah. well, 
you know, we have got a quarterly touch point. That may be a quick call. You know, right. um, I offer, you know, two meetings a year, for example. Yeah. And some people are fine with that. Some people would prefer more. Some people are right. fine with one meeting a year. Right. But it provides the financial planner an opportunity to check in, you know, with the member, the investor, to see if there have been any material changes, any, any goals changed. I mean, look what happened last year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, life goes on. You know, your plan should be dynamic and adaptable to, to kind of what's going on to make sure you're always on target. Um, can you can you expand a little bit on sort of what that, I don't know, if I, if I my, our first meeting, you and we're going to have our first discovery meeting. What is that? What does that look like? What does that process look like? And 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 from there, what does it look like sort of to, to get the plan in front of me and so forth? Yeah, so like for the first meeting, you know, Rob, if you and I sat down, I'd really be taking a lot of time myself just to listen. <laughs> I feel a good advisor and this is, you know, taking years to hone these skills and continue to learn. But, you know, an advisor does really well when they you know, don't talk as much and really listen to the concerns and, and sometimes body language, right? Sometimes not what necessarily being said, but it's a discovery process, meeting number one, right? Will you and I, how can I help you? What kind of, uh, you know, assistance your goals? Maybe you, um, you may have seen or heard that picture of uh, the under the iceberg kind of, oh, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, so you may have, it's like, oh, you know, I need to buy property in a couple of years. You know, I'm going to send my kids off to college or what have you. But then there's a whole other scenario down below the surface you can't see. So that's more of the discovery questions that you and I would go through on right. meeting number one. So do you, do you also work with uh, business owners or is that, is that a different uh, side of it? Like someone who's we talked about some of your, you know, a lot of your clients would say retired or, you know, maybe succession planning or someone that's looking to sell like this. Is that where you get involved? Do you have other team members that kind of, uh, that you pull in for something like that? Yeah, great question. So part of our wealth team, we have various partners that we can lean on. I work very closely with a lot of our business members and commercial members, um, you know, in conjunction with their accountant, with their other professionals that they're using. So there's myself, we have a life insurance specialist, we have our wealth planning specialist, uh, we have our commercial partners as well here in the branch that can help out on any lending or banking needs. So to together we approach it as a team right. and you know we can, you know, many minds are better than just one working for right. them. So on a business scenario, quite often, you know, businesses have vast needs. So yeah, I work very closely with a lot of different uh, members uh, for our business members and commercial members. And even on, so outside of sort of the, the business members or the, 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 the clients you work with, you can pull in, I think one of the advantages of working with sort of a, a, a team like, like you and your team is that you can pull in if it's insurance or whatever it may be, you guys have access to, to that sort of under one roof, for lack of a better word, to be able to help someone, right? Plan, when you're building a, a plan and a goal, there's different areas that you can help someone on. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's really the team effect here. Um, you know, in my career, this is, uh, I, I was, uh, will we'll not name, but I was with a larger institution, Big Bank, before. <laughs> and, uh, you know, in the last, uh, this will be third year now with Valley First. So it's been extremely refreshing. I, I love the atmosphere. The team here is fantastic. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely empowering that I can 
you know, teams in the president and, and talk with him. You know, if, if I have a question or concern, usually he'll make time for me, which is nice. <laughs> so, you know, it's um, being being a part of a, a very real holistic team together and educating our members as well, because, you know, quite often, and this is a, an, an ongoing process, but quite often some of our members that have maybe have been with us for many years are, you know, getting an opportunity to rediscover that, hey, you know, we can hold your individual stocks, right? We have a person to do that, or we have a life insurance specialist, right? That can talk to your family's needs, your business needs, just for example, right? Interesting. So we're gonna switch focus for a little bit and then we're gonna come back. I have a few more questions before we wrap up. So we're gonna to get to know you a little bit. Um, I, have, I have some questions that are not to do with your, your work, your day-to-day -day work. So, um, what's the best way for you to start your day? What's the first thing we do when you get up? You got to get, oh, other than today, because we probably have to warm up the vehicle before we get outside. But <laughs> typically, what is your best start, best way for you to start your day? Oh, every day has got to start with a fresh pot of coffee, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my day is, uh, you know, I'm a very... I am who I am. Uh, I love what I do for a living. Uh, I'm a self-proclaimed nerd. Yeah. So I'm looking at the market first thing in the morning. You know, it's it's day in, day out. Yeah. You know, so first thing I do, grab coffee, usually hang out with my cat in the morning and uh, look and see what the latest news is just to get prepared for the day. It's interesting because I'm the same way. I'm a marketing nerd where I'm listening to podcasts and reading and all like, but I think that's part of, if you love what you do, right? That's part of it. So it drives my wife up the wall. You know? <laughs> we, we have horses as a hobby okay. our property out, uh, towards Lumbee. And, you know, she'll quite often ask like, Oh, are you looking at horses? Or are you looking at some new gear for the year? I'm like, no, I'm looking at stocks. And she's like, yeah, that's oh. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you found out that you just won the lottery, what would be the first thing you do? Oh, well, in yeah. mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there's, uh, there, there, we've talked about this many times, but, um, you know, we, I think because my wife and I love to travel, uh, right. obviously last year that didn't happen. We, uh, you know, we had a trip that was planned, obviously that got rescheduled. Right. Um, so first things first, right. We'd map that out and, and then, you know, sit down or lay down somewhere on a beach and yeah. talk about it together in a little bit more. Uh, details as per our financial plan yeah um if you found yourself at a you went out when we could go out and it's you find yourself at a place and it's karaoke night and, and someone says you have to grab a mic and go up and sing mode to your song of choice oh boy are you gonna still talk to me after i tell you <laughs> <laughs> uh i may not look at or appear it but probably judas priest or oh, anything you know old rock or heavy metal I like it. I'm a big Metallica, I'm a big Metallica fan, so I'm okay. Yeah, Metallica, yeah. yeah. Um, is there anyone who you really admire that you've, as you've gone through your career, either from afar or, or you know, even currently, maybe in, in your work environment that you really look up to? Yeah, you know, there's, I, I quite often think about some of my previous mentors that I've worked with in the industry. Uh, you know, they're now retired now, but I still keep in contact with them on a personal level through social media. And, you know, there's also a group of other advisors in Ontario that I, I follow as well. Not necessarily, you know, from a mentory mentee right. point of view, but uh, definitely uh, it's a great source of information 
and then of course peers, right? So we have a, a vast growing number of senior wealth advisors between us, our other two divisions, right? Envision Financial and Island Savings. And leadership within First West Credit Union is, is working to continue to bring the team together between the three divisions. So I'm looking forward to that. That's excellent. Um, if you could eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? One meal for the rest of my life. Hmm. Probably. <laughs> That's a tough one to be put on the spot. <laughs> Canadian answer is pizza, but uh, oh, there you go. I would probably say just, yeah, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> That's a, classic. I love it. Boring banker. <laughs> um, what, what's your favorite way to spend a day off? Where, where do we find you when you're not at work? Riding our horses. Awesome. How many horses do you guys have? We have two, and then we just recently acquired or bought a new little baby guy. Oh. Uh, he came out from Saskatchewan. He's a gypsy banner. He's going to grow up to be quite the looker. Oh, that's awesome. Um, if, if they had to make a movie of your life, who would you want to be the play, play you in the movie? Hmm. I'm thinking like Leonardo DiCaprio. He's done a lot of those Wolf of Wall Street type movies, right? <laughs> uh, hmm. I don't know. When I think of myself, I always think of myself as kind of an older character, but uh, okay. I have an older soul, I guess. But That's interesting. Okay. I, don't know, I was going to say maybe, you know, like Sam Neill or I'm not sure. Uh, interesting. Okay, but older. Okay, I like I it. I think about um, that one after, the, after this. Yeah, there you go. Um, is there anyone or who, like famous person, either dead or alive, that you'd love to go have a cup of coffee with? Is there someone that you're like, man, if I could, if I could meet so and so, who would it be? I'm not really sure. There's a few folks. Sorry, Rob. Warren <laughs> Buffett. I was going to say. No. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm not entirely sure who I'd want to go and meet. Yeah, probably, um, probably like a, a singer, actually. I'm oh, thinking okay. probably Chris Cornell, perhaps. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Kurt Cobain, right? Yeah, yeah. Very interesting people and interesting people, actually. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite place you guys ever visited? You, you traveled before the pandemic. What was, what was the place that you'd love to go back? I think I'd love to go back to Grand Cayman <laughs> uh, or Cuba. I've actually mentioned this to my wife a few times. Um, we did the destination style wedding. Yeah. Got married in Veradeau. So I'd love to go back. Interesting. Last question. Uh, it might not be relevant for you, but outside of what you're currently doing, what would be your, what would you be finding yourself doing? What would be your dream job if you, you weren't allowed to do it, do, do uh, what you're doing right now? Oh boy, we can edit this one, right? <laughs> um, I really enjoy what I do for a living uh, because I get to, like yourself, I would imagine, I get to meet new people almost every day. Right. And that's really fun aspect to the role, right? Yeah. As an investment advisor and financial planner, you get to meet different people as you, as you go through your day-to-day your, your -day livelihood and uh, helping people out that way. So... You know, I probably try to continue to do something 
like this. Long that line. Yeah. Well, yeah, for people that love what you do, I can see that's why I say some that question sometimes is not relevant to uh, for me. I've always wanted to be a chef. So I thought if I wasn't doing this, maybe I could be a chef. But well, you can my reaction, Rob, was ride my horse around the country, but that doesn't pay. But right, I can, so <laughs> if I need the money, then yeah, I just go ride my horse around British Columbia and the rest of Canada. <laughs> I think thank you for answering those questions. Um, a couple more before we wrap up is um, are you finding with everything that's going on, are, are people sort of reassessing sort of their risk tolerance or their portfolios? Are you finding that in, 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 in the other side of that is, you know, how do you just work with your members to make sure they're not making knee jerk reactions on, you know, one blip in the market? Cause it really is like an, in the big picture, uh, you know, like you said, you see, this is what the market does, right? So you, you can't, you can't get, by you finding that people are reassessing? Yeah, you know, it's quite often new year, new plan. Um, you know, so that's uh, definitely there's there's an uptick in activity here for you know January, February. It's also you know RSP season, uh, tax free time resets every January. So um, aside from that, you know, part of the plan again is that regimented or scheduled. You know, so you know, working with that going forward. Yeah. Just got a little feedback there, sorry. <laughs> um, so last question is for anyone that's listening, um, want to learn more, have some questions, um, what's the best way, what's the next step? What can they do? How do they get a hold of you? How do they get a hold of someone from your team? Absolutely. We've got all of our wealth um, team listed on our valleyfirst.com website. I'd recommend people check us out. Yeah. Click on the invest link down below. There's a wealth management tab. And you'll see our leader and myself and my cohorts. And all of our contact information is easily there. Awesome. Well, Beth, thank you for taking time to on this chilly day to, to share some information with us. And, and hopefully your, your horses are nice and warm. Um, we're, we're definitely living in some interesting times. And you know, I believe that it's more important than, than ever um, to ensure you get proper advice and, and talk to specialists like yourself to make sure that you have a plan in place and you got your goals established before it's too, before it's too late. Cause that's the worst feeling, you know, before that you're like, oh man, I should have done this. So, uh, thank you for spending the time today to chat with us and sharing such great information. You're welcome. Thank you, Rob. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. Um, everybody have a great rest of your day and thank you for tuning into this. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Matters with host Rob Capello. If you're interested in being on the show, reach out to us and join the conversation.